Welcome to Flock Tales, where we drink and talk about birds mostly. I'm Maya Pershing. I'm Kristen Brunk. I'm Ashley Ola. And I'm Jen Schneiderman, and we are your four resident bird nerds. And today we're going to be continuing our topic of tropical paradise birds and their conservation issues. And Kristen <gasps> looks like she has something to say. Or no, was it just a sigh a really of contentment? Good sigh. I just mm-hmm. was, I mean, this drink that I'm drinking is very citrusy, and I was wishing that I was on a tropical island right now. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Me too. It gets dark here at like 4.30 still, and I'm mm-hmm. not super happy no, about now it. now it gets dark at like 5, because Whoa. we <laughs> are past Thank the solstice. <laughs> the days are getting yep. longer. Mm-hmm. It Finally. still feels early. Oh, but it's not as early. It's true. It's still much too early. Look at you being an optimist. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I'm an optimist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like as long as one of the four of us manages to be an optimist, like most of the time, <laughs> we're good. We can take turns taking on that role. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of us is pulling the rest of us along, just like, hey, everybody, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, though. <laughs> kind of real for this episode, too. For my part yeah, of this episode. <laughs> accurate. Yeah. It probably doesn't help that we also only have, like, probably one brain cell between the four of us, and we nobody ever knows where it is. It's just bouncing around constantly. <laughs> on its Certainly own true. By the time we get to the the time of day when we're recording, like, oh my god, <laughs> I know one brain cell mm-hmm. <laughs> holding <If that>. on. <laughs> I feel I feel like I don't have it right now. I'm just gonna say <laughs> I do not have the brain cell. <laughs> I was just imagining texting someone else and being like, "Hey, can I borrow the brain cell? I have a meeting later today." <laughs> Yo, I got the Zoom call, like, I need the brain cell. (laughs) That's why I've been so unproductive. (laughs) That's what I'm going to blame it on. Who Who the fuck has the brain cell right now, everybody? lost the brain cell? (laughs) Someone loses it. Fuck. You know that's the only one we have. (laughs) We trusted you. Or one of our pets eats it, just like, fuck, we have to wait, like, two days. Ew. (laughs) No. Yep. Whoever's pet it is gets the brain cell next after that experience. (laughs) Dude. I I feel bad, but I think that would make my pets slightly dumber than they are. My pets are pretty crafty. Mm. Mmm. I feel like anything from my brain, at least, mm-hmm. if the brain cell comes from me to the next person, like, I feel sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize for what I've done to that brain cell. <laughs> Gotta do a mad brain cell detox after it comes from Jen. <laughs> I'm just imagining the brain cell, like, really, like, strung out and, like, twitching. <laughs> just, like, frantically, like, I don't know what happened in there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, this Ooh, poor brain cell. It's got its work cut out for it. For real. <laughs> we ask a lot. We ask a lot. It's true. Uh, <sighs> do you think the brain cell 
goes on vacation whenever we go on birding trips because when the four of us are in like an enclosed space together it's not usually very productive i wonder if it's more of a strike than a vacation (laughs) (laughs) seems legit i actually i I, I want to actually, I think I might revise this. I think Ashley always has one brain cell and then there's one other brain cell that floats around between the four of us. <laughs> Wait, does that mean at her peak, Ashley has two brain cells? Ooh. Because I'm kind of Minimum. Jealous. Ooh. Minimum. Mm. <laughs> and this is why magical things happen. Like you have like hand warmers and Kleenex <laughs> in your pockets at the same time. <laughs> I just, I just don't like being cold and having a snotty nose, so. But you have the brain cell, like, you have your ingrained brain cell mm-hmm. that will make sure that you have these preparations laid out, is what I'm guessing. I guess so. <laughs> because I only sometimes think about being prepared, and you are always very prepared, so... <laughs> True. This is my theory. <laughs> you just haven't seen me on the days I'm not prepared. Ooh. I don't believe they exist. They do exist, I'm though. Skeptical. I think you're <laughs> mighty, mighty skeptical of these I, days. I, feel like I have very suspicions. Maybe your version of unprepared is still like next level. I believe that. Ashley, what do you look like when you're unprepared for the weather? Just like out of like out of curiosity. Cold and grumpy oh. mm. right <laughs> wet shoes that's normally what happens oh, oh. Wet, shoes are the worst. wet shoes is the worst that is oh. i can handle a lot of things but wet feet I can't mm-hmm. not fun no. like the the uh chacos and sandals and then it rains wait <laughs> i meant oh. socks <laughs> i'm still going out the rain cell <laughs> Like if you step in a puddle on your way to work and you have socks and chacos and then you're like, oh my god, the rest of the day. I've totally done that. And then I just took my socks off and shoved them in my backpack. (laughs) 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 And then my backpack smelled bad. (laughs) What is it with you? You shoved a milk carton in your backpack (laughs) and now wet socks. What is it? It's just a (laughs) catch-all. Anything, anything can go in the backpack. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's what it's nice for. beer. Hey, nice beer. Super sneaky. <laughs> nah, don't be sneaky. Ah, be proud cheers. of your of your drinkage. All right, should we start talking about birds? Mm-hmm. Birds. Mm-hmm. I like those. We should. We should just hop back on our magical little trip to Hawaii because that was pretty oh. awesome. Ooh. I'm there. Me too. That whole that whole prologue was just. The, the magical carpet ride over to Hawaii. It was great. It was your in-flight my... entertainment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Completely. That's what it was. And I left my cats and my deer behind, and I'm feeling yeah. so much better. <laughs> the only did way. You... <laughs> did so you also leave your birds. mosquitoes behind? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, I did. They chill with the deer. They've got some weird thing going, so mm-hmm. no deer, no mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Gross. Deer are gross. I'm. I'm gonna <laughs> say it again. 
<laughs> Fuck. Okay. Here I go. <laughs> so, okay. Conservation in Hawaii. I today wanted to talk about um, Mauna Kea and how this mountain is just a very interesting place right now for conservation on so many different levels. And where do I want to start with it? I guess, okay, I'm going to start with the bird because this is flocktails. So we mentioned in our last episode... (laughs) Where we introduced you to Hawaii and the many conservation problems that are happening there, like endangered species and avian malaria. I think Ashley really briefly mentioned the palila. Did you mention that? Mm -hmm. I think so. Like real briefly. Nice. So that's a very rare finch-billed honeycreeper. And I know, which is really adorable. And it's a really cool little species. Um... Something I learned about Hawaii and speciation was that uh, it actually was much more diverse than the Galapagos Islands. Um, there was one finch-type bird, I can't remember what kind it was now, that came from Asia, uh, the Eurasian rose finch. And so this bird, probably several hundred thousand years ago, came to Hawaii and diversified into 55 different species of finches. Whoa. Which is insane. Right. So there's like, you know, a handful, a couple, like a dozen or so on the Galapagos Islands. But in Hawaii, at one point, there were 55, which is just so incredible. And they filled a ton of different niches. Uh. Um, The really awful part, right away, we're just going to go for it. So 38 (laughs) of the 55, 38 are extinct now. So there's just like a tiny portion left. You know, I'm not 100% sure on that. I think some were a while ago, um, but some are, like, as a result of European colonization of the Hawaiian Islands. So, pretty dark. I know. That is 70%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. So, yeah, these islands are incredibly diverse, and they have such a rich ecological history, but already so much has been lost. So, just, like... To keep in mind, as we're talking about these islands, we're, we're talking about a fraction of what was there at one point, which is really oh. dark. Mm-hmm. Um, the Palila is the last of the original 16 finch-billed honeycreepers, so the ones that had these really like large bills that they used for eating seeds of specific trees. Uh, they were all very tied to a few species of trees, um, and the palila in particular is tied to one called the mamani. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Um, but it's a, it's a tree <laughs> that's in the legume family. And it has um, like seed pods similar to like soybeans or edamame. And the mm-hmm. um, palila uses its bill to get at that food. Can I ask a um, dumb question? Yes. <laughs> so there the, are no dumb so questions. last week we talked about the the kiwi kiu and the iiwi are those also honey creepers or are those separate the iiwi is okay it's a nectar eating honey creeper cool yeah so they are sure about i'm not sure about the other one they have all diversified a lot like the remaining species look very different from each other but can all be traced back to this original uh european eurasian rose finch that's so. incredible. I had yeah. never heard that so before. Crazy. I'm so mind blown right now. 
I know. I know. It's really cool. So something else mind-blowing about Hawaii is that we think about like tropical forests and beaches and volcanoes, obviously. But there's a really large part of the habitat area that's up in high elevations in the mountain. So it's like this dry montane forest. Um, and that's where the Palila lives, is high up on the mountain of Mauna Kea. And formerly it was on Oahu and Kauai as well in the subalpine forest. But now it's just restricted to this one tiny 25 square mile patch of habitat. And that is it in the whole world. Oh my god, mm-hmm. that's so small. It's really small. Wait, so some of the range restriction is due to avian malaria, though, right? Like that's forced mm-hmm. birds up slopes to where the mosquitoes can't. Yeah, survive. absolutely. So these guys are susceptible uh. to avian malaria as well. So they're getting pushed upward because of climate change. Uh, the forest itself uh, is just covering less area of land. It's getting degraded due to grazing in particular. Non-native cats and mongooses eat the eggs. Um, it's pretty fucked, to be honest. And oh, no. so... <laughs> In summation, it's pretty fucked. <laughs> also, uh, I'm like, I'm laughing right now because I'm also trying to decipher the notes that I wrote last week. And it's it's wild <laughs> over here. I wish I wrote notes like neatly <laughs> in a coherent way, but I don't. So the next note that we're getting to is colonial weirdness, three question marks. And what I think (laughs) I meant about this is that obviously all of the problems associated with colonialism on the islands of Hawaii um, led to this bird getting, you know, its range shrinking so much. And now in this weird twist, we have to actually fence off its habitat to like protect, um, protect that habitat from the grazers and the invasive mammal species. So it's usually you think of like trying not to have so many like arbitrary boundaries and dividers and walls and fences when you're like decolonizing a landscape. And this is like a last resort, like just fence it off and hope for the best. So just keep the white people the fuck out of there. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) Is what it sounds like. (laughs) But luckily there are some cool projects. Uh, The fish. Uh, yeah, Fish and Wildlife Service, American Bird uh, Conservatory? Conservancy. Conservancy. Mm-hmm. Great. Arbor Day Foundation and the Mauna Kea Forest Restoration Project are all really on this. So trying to restore the forest uh, more holistically back into this, uh, yeah, situation that will be good for the Palila, but for other endangered endemic Hawaiian birds as well. So there's hope. It's dire, I would say, but there's some hope. So that's, yeah. There's about a thousand of these birds left in their little 25 square miles. Um, At one point, they were really common, and they have beautiful songs that reminded the indigenous people of rainstorms. And so when you would hear one of these, you would know it was about to rain. So it's kind of this cool mythology, and yeah, really hoping they'll be a bigger, yeah. Wait, I have a question. That seems like a lot of birds to be kept. Like a thousand, when you think of like, I don't know, sometimes when I think of endemic endangered species, it's in the hundreds. But I don't know, a thousand seems like in a lot for square 25 miles. square miles. Mm-hmm. You know, but, I also found yeah. that number from a paper from 2015. So I don't know if there's still a thousand. 
I would mm, kind of be surprised, okay. I guess. I feel like you it's also, just, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you have to think about how many there used to be, too. Like, what, yeah. what density? how much decline is that, yeah, from where they mm-hmm. used to be. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It gives more hope, though, for recovery, right? If there's still enough individuals that mm-hmm. maybe they can right. find each other and breed. And I think that's, right. like, you- oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that um, you can hopefully maintain some semblance of genetic diversity at mm-hmm. that point, too. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And that's kind of the goal behind the forest restoration project, too, is that there's still hope to restore the habitat and not have to do anything really dire with, like, having the species in captivity or anything like that. So, yeah, it's interesting. The other thing I wanted to bring up about the volcano, uh, Mauna Kea, is that it's the site of a pretty intense and really interesting controversy right now to do with building a 30 meter telescope. Have you guys heard of this? No. Not really, no. So obviously Hawaii is in the middle of the ocean. And so there's a very, very dark sky over there. And uh, in addition to that, um, it's a shield volcano. And so it's really flat I guess and so the air current doesn't have a lot of like turbulence as it's going from the ocean over the volcano which is all a long way of saying you can see the sky really well from the top of this volcano (laughs) and um, Mm -hmm. a lot of astronomers have been on this for a long time there's already 13 really high powered telescopes on top of the mountain and um, yeah it's cool we've learned a ton about astronomy and about the universe from this place but it's really problematic as well because uh, Mauna Kea is also a really sacred place for the indigenous people of Hawaii. And um, there's a way of thinking about the mountain um, where it's best to kind of leave it alone. Like it's a very powerful place and you don't go there often um, traditionally. And that's very much in line with what is best for the mountain ecologically as well. It's a really fragile ecosystem, especially as you get to the higher elevations Um into the alpine forests, uh, especially the alpine desert at the top of the mountain has a lot of rare plant and bird and lichen species, little like spiders that need the ground to like not be compacted. Basically, there's uh, like the rocky cinder habitat from it being a a volcano. Um, So it's really fragile and really unique. And people, you know, eventually built a road to the top and built 13 huge ass telescopes. And the controversy now is that uh, a lot of astronomy groups want to build a 30 meter telescope, which would be the largest telescope in the world and would be it would really increase our understanding of the universe so much. But it's also like a pretty destructive thing to build. And so since around 2014, there's been a series of protests and standoffs between indigenous people actually like blocking the road and stopping the groundbreaking for this project and then astronomers Mm -hmm. and scientists who are kind of really like pushing for it to still get built and um yeah yeah it's just something to like definitely follow I think like keep an eye on um supposedly they're gonna have a new brown groundbreaking in 2021 so Mm. who knows what's really gonna happen but yeah, it's an interesting argument. Um, on one hand, a lot of people are saying that like the top of this mountain and the habitat there is all like already altered, so you might as well build this next telescope. 
and also then the from counter the 13 from the other 13 other telescopes there uh-huh uh-huh huh. yeah and then on the other hand um well it's like you know like anything where it just gets super polarized super fast and so you're either like pro science or not pro science and so mm-hmm. like which is crazy because astronomy is not the only science and there's just so much about the ecosystem there that's just like really getting disregarded for the sake of this one science but yeah it's a it's a charged argument and interesting that there's just kind of this one mountain that it really comes down to for astronomy and then also as a sacred site so yeah (laughs) we'll link i found a really cool article about this you can just think more about like like science and conservation and traditional knowledge and how those all like come together in pretty intense ways in some situations especially hawaii i have a question yes do you know how the indigenous people felt about like the first 13 telescopes were there protests for those too like i can't imagine that they're suddenly like this is where we're putting our foot down like i imagine that's been like maybe the first one was okay but at some point it was too much yeah i would say so i don't know much about the history of hawaii but what i do know is it's been a pretty honestly like oppressive and kind of violent history where the the -hmm. kingdom of hawaii which was indigenous was overthrown um in the late 1800s i believe and so this last round of protests for this 13th or 14th telescope was the most like number of people mobilized since the kingdom was overthrown so i guess there hasn't been like a huge demonstration for any of the other 13 but that's probably for like a lot of social reasons not necessarily Mm -hmm. like like i'm sure the mountain always remained really important and people were opposed to those other (laughs) 13 as well yeah Mm -hmm. wow yeah it's it sounds like such a rock and a hard place mm-hmm. because on one hand it's like you cannot I it's just so insincere and there's such a lack of empathy if you don't recognize the impact that this is going to have on people that are living on earth currently. Right. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, like aliens. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I wanna know if there's some fucking aliens, but I also don't know if I wanna know that at the expense of people that are living here on this earth. And that's like where's the where the toss up is and where do you draw that line? It's hard, it sounds like. Yeah. When I first learned about this controversy, I was like, Wow, like fuck the telescope. And honestly, yeah. I still generally feel that way but i have since learned so much more about how much light pollution there is in the world and how few places left are left where you can see the sky that well mm-hmm. and i watched this documentary and now i believe in aliens and so now i just have a lot more just mixed feelings over here we have been having a lot of dark sky alien like experiences lately there was apparently a harvard I, f- I think a harvard astrophysicist the week before this release so on the 19th when we're recording, um, an astrophysicist from Harvard was like, "Yeah, aliens probably visited our solar system." Apparently, so yeah, it was oh, that that, um, uh, that object that was like that long, skinny thing. Yeah, and yeah, 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 that thing. What? He's just like, yeah, it could be, it couldn't be anything else except alien technology, and. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I fully Wait. buy into his whole argument. I aliens oh, could exist. I just don't. Someone needs to send me this article. 
Yeah. I'll find it. It was an interview that I saw. I don't know. Uh, Ashley might, if you have the article, it might be more detail-filled. But oh, I just saw an interview I with this like, guy that was like, yeah, aliens probably visited us. Skimmed it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so I, into that. Yeah. I really believe. Yeah. I think that aliens, okay, here's my thing about aliens. I think it is stupid and like prideful to assume that we are the only living things in the universe oh completely because the universe is so infinite Mm -hmm. right there's like no it's Mm -mm. so improbable that we are alone right it's so statistically improbable that we're alone (laughs) because of how big everything is but i don't know if the way that humans and life on earth experiences life would be comparable to the way that like aliens experience like experience life like mm-hmm. it could be on such a different time scale right mm-hmm. like an yeah. alien cell could be as big as a city block and we just don't mm-hmm. we, we won't know until we encounter it and life could have such a different look to it for aliens that it's like incomprehensible to us and we would be incomprehensible to them it's like an ant trying to comprehend mm-hmm. taxes mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah dude very lovecraftian Mm-hmm. so that's that's my thought on aliens it's not even like horror it's just like that they probably wouldn't even know we exist maybe if they exist so or yes. that they I do also know read we exist thing not that long ago the like sorry maya i just cut you off um that's okay <laughs> the, like one maybe they think we're like so technologically beneath them they wouldn't even bother with us and two mm-hmm. like what if they're on the same level as us and they don't have like long term space flight capabilities yet, right? Like mm-hmm. for us to go anywhere, it would take us generations on a spaceship to get anywhere mm-hmm. right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But like alien life on another planet could just be cells right now, like individual single cell organisms or I'm... something. That's what I'm saying. I think they're way more advanced than us. Like, I don't okay, think I we're think the most advanced the thing in the universe. <laughs> okay, okay. So, 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 so lay out your facts, Maya. Okay. I, I think we're not the smartest <laughs> things in the universe. <laughs> no way. Oh, no. I, I agree with you. I Great. Just, okay. I, I was just going to really establish that because I really believe it lately. <laughs> I'm in a lot of ways wildlife and like things like dogs are smarter than humans. Like oh they yeah. know what matters in life. They're not in the rat race. But anyway, that's totally off topic. But well, no, I don't no, think it is. Yeah, I think that's valid. Like I think that we assume that we would recognize an alien and that we'd, you know, be able to communicate with an alien, but I think they like know about us and I think they're kind of watching us, but they're not that concerned because we're like pretty dumb. But they would, you know, step in. Oh, my God. Now I'm just talking about this thing we watched. <laughs> it's, like, really <laughs> off topic. <laughs> I don't... What was the name of that documentary, Maya? I don't remember. The Phenomena? Yeah. Mm. yeah Recommend. You should watch it because I want to hear okay. your thoughts. <laughs> it's about a lot of the, like, documents that were recently declassified by the FBI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. Thanks to Blink-182. What really? Yeah. Oh my God. The what? like lead guy that's been f- okay. You didn't know this. The lead Uh-oh. guy that's been like, there's a civilian that's been funding UFO research and has been pushing for the federal government to declassify like 
everything that they have on ufos and he's in the band Blink 182. So thanks, dude, from Blink 182. Oh my god. I don't know that. Yeah. Part. I don't think he's in the yeah. documentary, unfortunately. He's not. He, to be. he does yeah. deserve to be. Now I'm disappointed right. in it. But it is good. Yeah. Highly recommend. I think it's on Am- is it Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Aliens and also a telescope and. Also, Birds some cool habitat. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh my right. gosh. I think John the decided... internet has already established that birds are government spies. Birds aren't real. That's right. So. That All the birds too. were killed by Reagan in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, John asked me if I was a ufologist once, like UFOologist, <laughs> you know, like the people mm-hmm. that study uh-huh. UFOs. And I, like, Mm -hmm. got all offended because I thought he was calling me crazy, which is a silly way to respond to thinking about, like, aliens and unidentified (laughs) flying objects. But anyway, so I got all offended. And he was like, but people send you pictures of birds that they can't identify all the time. (laughs) And I was like, oh, shit, you're right. I'm a (laughs) ufologist. Oh, that means we're all ufologists. Yeah, dude. Wow. Hell yeah. So send us your birds that you can't identify. And we'll help you out. <laughs> That's like one of our favorite pastimes, no joke. It's the best. <laughs> I fucking love it. Anyway, we're all ufologists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is that all you I had, was waiting Maya? For... Should I start? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's all I had. We need a more happy story. Tell us <sighs> yeah. about your stuff, Kristen. Yeah, I, I can help you out with a happy story. Um, Wait, let me have some more wine first. Do it. Chug it. Chug it. Oh, I thought you were going to get like a new bottle for a second. I was like, wow. (laughs) Damn. Damn. No, I just took a big. Did you not hear my glug? Glug, 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 glug. I did. It was great. It was great. (laughs) I hate that. Like, say after you drink. (laughs) From every Coke commercial ever. (laughs) There's a whole Seinfeld episode about it where, like, Elaine dumps somebody because he goes <sighs> every time after he takes a drink of anything, and I totally understand it. Yeah, valid reason. <laughs> My aunt once dumped somebody because he ate corn on the cob like a maniac, and I also understood <laughs> that. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm from Indiana, uh, and everyone eats it like a maniac, so. <laughs> what? Okay, Wait, so who, who, what? does eating corn on the cob like a maniac consist of like i don't know my my image is that it's flying everywhere yeah and he's like (laughs) did they not have like a like a did they just take random bites from it or something because i couldn't handle that there's a mm -mm. you need to have a system i don't care what your system is but there needs to be a system for eating corn you either go across and then turn Uh and go across again or you have to go like that way no, 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 no. I go around both ends, and then I go <laughs> in between around the rest of the way. Oh, okay, that's an acceptable system. that I eat corn on the cob like a maniac, because I don't do anything like any <laughs> Wait, how do you eat? Maya, how do you eat corn on the cob? <laughs> Just kind of randomly. No! Wait, like random bites? Yeah, like... yeah. Just like where it looks good. <laughs> Is it flying everywhere? Yeah, and I'm like growling and drooling and like kicking at people the whole time. (laughs) 
it. This <laughs> is like a werewolf situation, but instead of in the moon is full, you get a corn on the cob to eat, and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, the month of August is just kind of rough. <laughs> I'm really glad you're moving out before corn, like corn on the cob season. This would, not, this relationship would not work. It gets violent. <laughs> Wait, now I want to know what everyone's system is for eating corn on the cob. Uh, I eat it like a typewriter. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I take. It's kind of weird. I take like two rows of kernels and I eat it all the way across. Mm-hmm. And then I take my fingers and I separate the next row of kernels what? with my fingers. Oh, that's very strange. <laughs> and then, well, because that way you can rip out the entire kernel. Oh, like there's nothing yeah. left on the cob at that point. You're getting the full kernel. I suppose mm-hmm. it just seems very futsy. Yeah, I, I'm beginning to think that my aunt actually ate corn on the cob like a maniac, and this person ate corn on the cob like a normal human being, and like she just did not vibe. Could be, could be. Because that is how my entire that side of the family that is how they all eat corn on the cob, and I'm now realizing not after saying this out loud that it is nuts, that it yeah. is bonkers. You stick your finger in it. I feel like it's weird. But d- doesn't your finger get like all buttery and like because you gotta put the- you gotta roll it in the butter? Yeah, I don't put butter on. I don't put butter usually uh, on my corn oh. on the cob. I put okay. I put what? a little bit sometimes. It's I I eat white corn on the cob and it's so sweet and flavorful and I just don't want other stuff no, all the time. No, but butter makes it better, Jen. I agree generally, but like sometimes you just want some sweet, sweet corn. No, no, no. Okay. It's got to be corn (laughs) with butter and lime juice and chili powder. Mm. Oh my God. Elotes. I would die for elotes like any fucking day. Mm -hmm. So good. Mm -hmm. I I need to say one more thing about corn because it's important. (laughs) Did you guys have braces ever in life? And they told you not to eat corn in the cob, but you did it anyways. I distinctly remember my sister cutting it off of the cob to eat it with her braces. Mm. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did not. <laughs> I listened. I I really liked going to the dentist mm-hmm. as a kid because I'm a fucking weirdo. I guess. That's weird. That's fucking weird. I hate the dentist. <laughs> yeah. I hated I hated having braces, but I didn't mind going to the dentist or the, the orthodontist. So mm. I actually followed the rules somewhat. I, I didn't follow the rules, and we already established that I corn in the cob like a maniac, so I would just eat it even though I had braces. And just at the end, you just, your teeth would be like this furry yellow, like, mat of corn. Oh. <laughs> it's the grossest. Oh my god. I'm just imagining a shag carpet in your mouth. Literally, yeah. You'd like be done eating the eating the corn of the cob and just be like, oh, oh god, <laughs> gross. gross. You know those little like brushes they give you just like for the longest time, yeah. like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. That's so nasty. <laughs> Ew. Pretty great. Twelve-year-old right. of you can ever come to Indiana. I can. I eat corn like a sane person with butter and in organized rows. All right. Mine is just 
Wait, but mine is hyper organized. Does that no, not count? You can't for something? get your fingers involved, Jen. Your fingers only hold the ends. Yeah, yeah. 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 Take this out of my cord. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Okay. Ashley, you and I are going to Indiana. Gonna get some corn. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, so sorry, birds. birds. Uh, so birds. <laughs> yeah, birds. So uh, that's what we're here for. <laughs> we have already taken quite a journey to get to Hawaii, but I am gonna take you on a three-day boat ride away from Hawaii. Um, <gasps> and I'm gonna talk about a place that is very near and dear to my heart because I spent six months living there uh, as like a field technician. It was one of my first field jobs ever. It was a, like oh, such an incredibly formative experience for me. Um. But we're going to talk about Johnston Atoll. <gasps> Sorry, that means... You're already crying. I almost am. I was like, that means nothing <laughs> to anyone else. But this place is so incredible. It's... Yeah. I'm probably going to get emotional and I apologize in advance. No. Don't apologize. Uh, I'm like emotional. Uh, I've only ever heard about it from you. So. <laughs> yeah. No apologies. Okay, so Johnston Atoll is one of the world's most remote atolls. It's actually around like 700 miles-ish off the coast of Oahu. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, so it's part of the Pacific Remote Islands Marine National Monument. So it's managed by U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Um, but so Johnston was a military base for about 70 years. And it was used for kind of a crazy amount of things. Um, it was a naval refueling station. It was an air base. It was used as a nuclear and biological weapon test site. No. God, yeah. No. They used it for storage and disposal of chemical weapons, including ah. yeah, including Agent Orange. Ooh. Um, oh, oh my God. Yeah. It's Holy been shit. it's been through some shit, which is funny because it was actually so it was declared a national wildlife refuge in nineteen twenty six. And then yeah. after that they used it for all sorts of chemical weapon storage uh especially during world war ii i think is kind of its heyday um it had over a thousand people stationed there um which that is... makes sense because japan yeah right yeah but also kind wild because it's tiny like how do you fit a thousand people so on tiny. that island? yeah so the island is about a mile long and a half a mile wide um what yeah it's really tiny it's super little and it like basically so when i was there it was it was kind of basically like a uh, a runway with some land around it and so what happened was it was a really small island and then the u.s military kind of built it up into a bigger island over time by dredging out a big channel that boats could come through um but yeah so it was for a long time a military base and then i think as far as i could tell it was in the early 2000s that they actually kind of abandoned it as a military place and they actually stripped most of the buildings like all of the buildings except for one um and infrastructure and then it was administered by fish and wildlife service as a national wildlife refuge so that is kind of where (laughs) the story actually starts is after all this crazy shit has already happened on this little tiny island (laughs) that was Um, a refuge like what the fuck that was a national wildlife (laughs) yeah yeah so in 2009 um, yellow crazy ants were detected on Johnston. And what? Yeah. What? Let me tell you about these ants. So, yeah. 
They are what's called a tramp ant species. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which basically means they've been introduced to lots of different places because they they get around. <laughs> Holy fuck. Hey, Margaret, do you wanna do you wanna go on a date tonight? Oh no, sorry. I've got I've John, I've got tramp I've got tramp ants. <laughs> Oh, well, I don't want to see you anymore, Margaret. Well, fuck you too, John. It's too late. I already gave them to you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But so yellow crazy ants, or YCA, as they're called on Johnston, are originally from Southeast Asia, but they've been introduced to actually lots of different tropical places uh, because they, yeah. They're super aggressive towards other ant species. They're really big compared to some of the other ant species, and they can form these huge, what they call super colonies. Um, <gasps> so, like, instead of just having one queen and lots of workers, they'll have, like, hundreds or thousands of queens, and then they all kind of work together in this one enormous colony, which is kind of amazing oh if you're God. into, like, insect sociality. But if you're not into invasive species, it's less amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah they're basically like an invasive species nightmare yeah that's what i'm getting yeah yeah uh crazy is in their name like- yeah yeah so they're called crazy ants because when the ground is disturbed they do this like really interesting kind of behavior where they basically just go crazy like, if you, like, dig into their ant mound, they all, like, run around really erratically. And I think, I don't know if it's for disorienting predators or what, but, yeah, they have these, like, really crazy erratic movements, and that's what they're named for. And they're yellow, mm-hmm. obviously. But Is it like they're trying to figure out what's disturbing the nest, do you think? I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking in their little anti-brains. <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know why okay. they do that. But yeah, it's a very, I, I wish you could see a video. Like, you should totally Google it because it's a very distinctive, erratic behavior. Like, the way that they walk, it makes them very distinctive from any of the other ants except for black crazy ants, which do a similar thing. I see this. They're yeah, kind of cute. They are, they're kind of cute. I'm sh- like, I, I like see ants. how you could get over them really quickly if they're, like, in the, the thousands. But, yeah. 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 Well, so the other thing that they do that's more problematic, despite, like, it's more problematic than being there in huge numbers, uh, is that they secrete formic acid. So, yeah, this is kind of the root of the issue. So formic acid can be, as a human, it's not so bad if they're on you and you don't have any open, like, cuts or wounds. But if you have an open sore of any sort basically it stings like a motherfucker when you get formic oh, acid my in God. it yeah oh no that shit yeah. is gnarly and so the issue do you know this fr- yeah. yeah 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 from experience a thousand percent yes oh. <laughs> oh no i'm sorry no it's okay i mean we would do a lot of ant surveys and we also so when i was on johnston we had uh we called it the ant farm so we had like captive colonies of YCA that we would use to, this is going to sound really awful. We would use it to like see how much of different pesticides we needed to use. Uh, so basically they were like bioassays. Um, and yeah, so we'd have to like go digging for queens. And so we'd be like digging in these ant mounds and like thousands of ants would be crawling all over you because we'd be trying to find the queens. So 
mm-hmm. if you had any sort of like cuts from like snorkeling and getting cut by coral or like anything like that you would get it was sting it stings oh, real my bad God. <laughs> it sounds so painful <laughs> it sounds so bad yeah and so the real issue is that Johnston is home to, I think it's 15 species of birds that nest there. Um, and a lot of them are ground nesting seabirds. And so things mm. like red footed boobies, brown boobies, mm. masked boobies, mm. greater frigate birds. Um, there's a ton of terns and noddies, white terns and fairy terns, mm. which are the, oh my God, Google them. They're so cute. I'll put a picture oh on the website. So cute. Ah, they're beautiful. Um, but in particular, red-tailed tropic birds and white-tailed tropic birds nest on the ground. And so, yeah, so YCA caused huge issues for these birds. They basically caused huge declines because the ants secrete this formic acid and they can, first of all, like the adults wouldn't want to nest because the ants would crawl all over them and like get into their eyes and blind them with this formic acid. And then, oh my God, yeah. And then when they do have, they lay an egg and then the egg hatches. Um, if enough YCA were there, they could definitely kill the baby and eat it. Uh, yeah, so it's a problem. Ooh. And Johnston is literally the only chunk of land within like 750,000 square miles of ocean. So the birds don't, it's not like they can go somewhere else. It's like this is the only place. But mm-hmm. the YCA make the habitat completely unsuitable for nesting. Mm-hmm. So Fish and Wildlife Service was like, oh, shit, we need to do something about this. Um, so in 2010, they started sending out what they call crazy ant strike teams. And basically, mm-hmm. these are like groups of like 20 somethings, uh, which is what I was part of the crazy ant strike team. I think I was on uh, cast seven. And so basically they go out and eradicate (laughs) ants and conduct tons of different like biological surveys. Um, And so when I was out there, we conducted two different kinds of ant surveys every week. Um, And then you would also like once you kind of basically you're constantly mapping like what the boundary of the YCA infestation is. And then we Mm -hmm. would go out and we'd also bait for ants with pesticide. Uh, and our, I think when I so when I was out there, I think the mix changed over time. But like when I was there, it was a mix of like mashed potatoes, cat food, and molasses, Ooh. like mixed with the pesticide that like people had discovered the ants were super into. Uh huh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's so random. <laughs> yeah. Just like kind of a bunch of different foods. <laughs> like ah, mashed mm-hmm. potatoes. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, they like the sugar <laughs> from the molasses, and then like I don't know if it's like the meaty cat food. I don't fucking know what ants are mm. into, but apparently it's mashed potatoes, cat food, and molasses. So wow, <laughs> yeah, damn, yeah. But so the crews also do lots of biological monitoring. So when I was there, we were doing a bunch of different like coral reef surveys because the island is surrounded by mm. uh, basically pristine coral reef, which is probably the thing that I miss the most about it. Um, god yeah and then we did sea turtle surveys there's green sea turtles out there um (gasps) shorebird monitoring there's five different species of shorebirds Mm. that use the island as well um yeah booby and tropic bird we did what are called bean incubation counts which is basically going out and counting like how many birds there are in each stage of incubation like how many eggs do they have and um yeah, do they have a chick? Do they have an egg? Do they have anything? Those kind of things. And how many nests are there? Uh, 
what stage the chicks are in if they have chicks. Um, and then we would also do ant surveys and look at, so I think there's, there was something like 11 species of ants out there, but YCA were the ones causing the main issue, but there were also fire ants, which have wreaked havoc in Hawaii. So yeah. yeah. Wow. Interesting. But anyway, so the team that's out there currently is cast 20. So I was part of cast seven. So there've been 20 crews that have gone out and done all of these ant surveys and Shit. also baited and tried to eradicate ants, which is like the the benefit of it being a tiny island is that maybe eradication is actually possible, right? Um, and it mm-hmm. seems like it's working. Yay. So no yellow crazy ants have been detected on those ant surveys since 2017. Ooh. Shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a long time since an ant was detected. And I'm guessing that it's not super t- topographically like intense if they have a landing strip there. Mm-mm. No, it's flat. The whole thing's flat. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like a lack of surveys is causing this. It's like. Mm-hmm. No, it's intensively surveyed. It's intensively surveyed with baited traps. Like I think we were using spam for ant surveys when I was out there. I don't know what they're using now, but. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But That's incredible. To make it even better, um, okay, so you can imagine trying to eradicate an ant species is really difficult. And even with surveys mm-hmm. on an island like Johnston, where there's uh, some underground infrastructure as well, like I think there was an underground hospital there and like other places that are impossible to survey, like you just can't get to them. Um, and so what Fish and Wildlife Service did was they teamed up with what are called conservation dogs. which is the coolest thing ever there are all these i was just looking up before this concert like what all conservation dogs are being used for and they're being used for so many things um yeah i don't know there's been conservation dogs used for birds as well like i know there have been rail surveys conducted with these dogs basically they can be trained to like kind of like they train dogs for narcotics or other drugs Mm -hmm. you can train them to sniff out whatever you want them to sniff out uh, and so there's these dogs that have been trained to sniff for certain species of ants. Ah, yeah, mind blowing. That's so amazing. <laughs> so cool. I know they did that for uh, kakapo uh, conservation too in New Zealand. Yeah. They had kakapo sniffing dogs, ah, which is so fucking cool. That's so cool. Yeah, they've used. I know they've used them for rails in Australia. I'm not sure if anyone in the US has done it. They probably have. Um, there's a whole foundation actually that is dedicated to like training research dogs in the u.s for conservation purposes yeah it's wild that's so cool uh, yeah yeah um, so i have a friend who worked out on san clemente island off the coast of san diego and they were using these dogs to look for argentine ants which is another tramp ant species yeah <laughs> 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 But yeah, so Fish and Wildlife brought two dogs out uh, in December 2020 to Johnston. Like during the like changeover from one cast crew to the next cast crew, there's usually like a five day overlap period. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the dogs' names are Guinness and Solo. No, <laughs> <laughs> and... two of my favorite things: beer and Star Wars. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so these dogs trained for almost a year to be able to detect YCA. Uh, and oh they gosh. successfully completed several like YCA sniffing trials in Oahu before they took the boat out to Johnston. Mm-hmm. 
And then they arrived at Johnston. <laughs> they worked for 14 days. And I guess they tracked a combined total of 110 miles on the island, like just going back um. and forth and looking over like basically the entire island, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> and they didn't detect a single YCA. They had no positive <gasps> results. So. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <gasps> that is so oh, that's cool. So amazing. Oh, yeah, it's really fucking cool. Um, so obviously monitoring is going to continue because it's really hard to say for a hundred percent certain that you've mm-hmm. eradicated an ant species. Um, so the next cast team is out there right now. Cast 20 will spend six months out there. Um, but it's definitely really good news for Johnston that it's either YCA free or probably very close to being so. So yeah, a little bit um, of good news. I have a dumb question. Bring it. Well, it's either dumb or I'm too drunk and I missed the answer. <laughs> <laughs> but how did the yellow crazy ants, how did the YCAs originally get to the island? Like, is there any suspicion that, like, it arrived on a boat or, like, a shipment from a different place? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I don't think that they know for sure. But as I think what I was told when I went out is that there – so it's a National Wildlife Refuge, right? But it's actually closed to the public. But there are mm-hmm. occasionally – uh, like people will be on their boat out in the middle of the Pacific and stop there illegally. Wow. And they're pretty sure that okay. that's how they got there. Oh my God. Um, yeah, because most people don't even know about mm. it or just happen to run into it and they're like, oh, there's this cool little island here. Oh, hey, wow. there were a few times on island that we like picked up. So we had like radios all the time. So we were in touch with each other if somebody was like gone from camp and there was... <laughs> There was one night that we caught, like, radio signals from a boat. Wow. Like, on our radios. And so we yeah. were, like, freaking the fuck out. Because, we, I mean, we were on this island for six yeah. months with a crew of five people. And, like, when you hear someone else's voice that you don't know yeah. from over the radio, we were like, oh, fuck, someone's on the island. We're all going to die. Wow. Yeah. It was, like, a moment of panic. But everything was fine. It was just, like, a boat that was passing. But So they weren't actually... Okay stopped they weren't on the island no 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 we didn't ever oh, okay. even see the boat we were just like picking up radio communications yeah. from a boat i oh, think they were all speaking wild. japanese too uh-huh uh that's such an uplifting story yeah i know it's so good uh, oh, i miss yay, that place Johnston. so much and the birds also i feel like i was just gonna say that like the blue-footed booby i feel like it's a lot of attention as a booby and like i mean mm-hmm. they're cool but red-footed boobies do not get the amount of tension that they deserve. So mm. they're so cute. Mm-hmm. They're so good. What a good bird. Brown boobies, even. Oh, all the boobies. We I should do an episode. episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Okay. Just that it's a, a very special place, and there's no mm-hmm. more fucking asshole YCA there. So yay. <laughs> Not to be confused with YMCA. Which is totally okay. As long as it's that song by the village people. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. That was my favorite (laughs) song that they would play at the roller rink. That or Hot Night Joe. Dude. Oh my god. Ashley, you (laughs) you at the wait, Ashley at the roller rink is the most adorable image. Yeah, the town I grew up in had a roller rink for a while. And then yeah. it closed, oh and everyone 
in school, of course, said it was because of drugs, but I didn't know about that. <laughs> I was a pretty naive uh, child. Just a what? rampant oh my God, I drug love- use at the Sock Prairie Roller Bank. <laughs> like, <what>? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Our, oh my god. Are roller rinks? Are those still a thing? Not in Sock City. There's one in Santa Cruz. There would be one in Santa Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty legit. Speaking it was like an drugs. 80s night. <laughs> oh my god. You are you are fucking zero years old if you think I went to that thing sober every single time. <laughs> I just feel like roller rinks were such an integral part of my like childhood, mm-hmm. like elementary school years. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I never went to one until I was an adult. Oh, no, it was definitely like a elementary school thing. Yeah. Yeah, they were fun. We got I, we got to go uh for the honor roll. Mm. Oh. Yeah. If you were on the honor roll, you got to go to the there was like a field trip to the roller rink. Ooh, that's pretty oh, exciting. Fuck, yeah. you fucking smarty pants who were on the honor roll. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> 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 I was. I was such a nerd. Uh, what am I saying? Was. I'm still a nerd. <laughs> I know. I also say that like I wasn't yeah. a fucking nerd in high school, so I can't talk. For real. Uh, school field trips. Uh, yeah, do you? Yeah. Good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we got to wrap this shit yeah. up. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to Tropical Paradise Part 2. Um, no white supremacy boogaloo. Boo. Boo. So, exactly. We are recording this. I don't know if we said this. I think I said this already. We're recording this on January 19th. So hopefully democracy is still intact by the time this episode Woo. airs. But Yeah, for New real. New president. Oh, oh. Yes. Woo. We're very excited also that the United States will be joining the Paris Climate Accord starting on the 20th, which is the day after this episode is filmed Woo. so hopefully that still happens yeah Hell oh yeah. yeah there was so uh, much hope <laughs> i think there was something mm-hmm. i wanted to clarify from a previous episode when i was very sarcastic about climate change being a hoax climate change is real <laughs> and i was being sarcastic and i think ashley clarified it but just to like double triple quadruple clarify. yeah just continue the clarification yeah. <laughs> ongoing clarifications are good yeah I think. yeah climate change um, is real it is real. Yeah. Um, Surprise. Yeah, watch out for Fuck it. it up. <laughs> if you don't believe that, then you're probably going to be upset if you keep listening to us. Yeah. Oh, or yeah. you'll change your mind. We're persuasive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm drunk and I think I sound really persuasive. So. <laughs> I think so. I'm persuaded. <laughs> <laughs> I just have minimal shout outs this week. Well, not minimal. Every one of you is important but Special. i have some shout outs this week um thank you to nat moss or at nat moss um Berdoge de la mondo i'm really again hope that i am pronouncing that correctly or at bird no Moj on twitter um also thank you to Paige raymond kovac or kovac i'm slightly unsure but you should tweet at us with the correct pronunciation so that i say it better next time um or at payray cove on twitter oh, that's a great great fucking handle name by the way um uh thank you again to our friend samantha vold or at samantha underscore vold on twitter and uh nick or at uh loans or l 
O-W-N-T-Z. Um, Buscando Fauna again, or at Buscando Fauna, and Faith Trudy, or at Faith Trudy one on Twitter. Oh, and we got retweeted by Lizalette again, uh, our favorite pigeon on a nest. Yay! <laughs> I hope incubation is going smoothly. Mm-hmm. Yes. I hope so, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is Lizalette96311889 on Twitter. So thank you all so, so much um, for following, for retweeting, for tweeting about us. Um, we really appreciate you. Um, oh, and also, finally, to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Refuge System, or at USFWS Refuges, which is great because we were just talking about a refuge today. <laughs> Yay! Whoa, Pacific Remote A-yo. Refuges! <laughs> Shout out to Cast 20! Hope you're having fun out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm Cast sure 20. you're listening to our Dang. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you all so much for listening and retweeting and uh, talking about the show. We appreciate all of you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you all. I'm Maya Pershy. No, we have to tell people where they can find us, Maya. <laughs> Fuck, you're right. Okay, find us. Maya, find you put us yourself in, in the hospital. Where are they, Maya? <laughs> all right. Um. <laughs> I like to have right. a quiz at the end. Oh, I know, I know. What are all Do the most fried? Do you know our fried? webpage? Fuck, is it our or not our? <laughs> it's Flocktail Hour. Yeah, you can. On, for the website, flocktailhour.com. For and the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's Flocktail Hour. Hour. Yeah. Yes. At Flocktail Hour. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so say it one more time with confidence, though. With confidence. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Flocktail Hour. Woo! <laughs> website, yes. flocktailhour.com. And our Gmail oh. is flocktailspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Bitches. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can also find some pretty cool uh, stuff to make yourself or your house or your computer look cool on <laughs> yeah. Threadless. Just search for flocktails. Um, and I think there's a deal for free shipping through the end of January. There is. Yes, there is. Which we posted on the social everything. media. yes and it is uh free shipping on orders that are 45 dollars or more so buy for yourself buy for your friends um we will likely have some new merch coming in in the next couple of weeks so keep your eye on the threadless shop for that as well so excited Um, it's very good yeah we're pretty (laughs) we're pretty excited for it it's good um but yeah the merch is super great the shirts are actually the shirts are really soft i was wearing mine uh last week and it's pretty legit um so yeah i was very impressed with the quality of threadless actually yeah dude my Mm -hmm. mom just bought a shirt and i'm pretty psyched to match um (laughs) yeah did she buy the chickadee one i hope so i don't actually know (laughs) (laughs) she didn't say she just said she bought a t-shirt I think she bought the Flocktails logo, actually. I guess I'll buy that one, too, then. Then you can match, yeah. Yeah. More merch. It would would be no fun if we had different shirts. More merch is good merch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, Maya, now you can Yay! <laughs> I'm Maya Pershing. I'm Kristen Brunk. I'm Ashley Ola. And I'm Jen Schneiderman. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Happy Woo! new president, yes! motherfuckers! Yes! We'll see you next time. <laughs>